Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, You know, we got humbled. We got humbled. Um, and I think we needed that because, um, you know, I, th- I think the fans and this team was getting kind of full of themselves. Um, at no point did I think that this team was back because you you can't just look at the final result. You have to look at everything that got you to this point. And we we played teams that couldn't capitalize or didn't get an opportunity to capitalize capitalize on the mistakes that we made. Wake Forest is such a well-coached team that they're not going to give you anything. And that's what it came down to. I mean, you know, when we played Louisville and they were gashing us up the middle, I I said if they would have kept running the football, they would have won that game. Well, Wake Forest kept running the football. They ate up the clock and won the game. And that's that's the, that's really the blueprint on how you beat Florida State. Run the football, keep Jordan Travis and that offense on the sideline, and you'll win the game. So going forward, I mean, pretty much that's what everybody's going to do. Is just run the football up the middle until you get Fabian Lovett back. And... That's pretty much how you do it. Um, you know, the Wake Forest game, I I, I mean, they kind of figured out the mesh in the second half, but the first half, they they really didn't have an answer for it. And that that last drive where they took like eight minutes off the clock, that's just strength and conditioning there. And and wanting to get get your opponent off the field. And it just it just seems like Florida State didn't want to do it. And, you know, it doesn't take three years to get your strength and conditioning up to an elite level. It doesn't take three years. At most, if you're really committed to it, I would say maybe 12 months. If if you're lifting year round, if you're lifting year round and each player has to be committed to that. Um. Every week you got players on the ground, you know, is is that strength and conditioning? Because you you look at some of the elite, just you don't even have to go outside the ACC. Wake Forest has better strength and conditioning than we do. Georgia Tech has better strength and conditioning than we do. Okay, what we we are we have the worst strength and conditioning. In the ACC, in my opinion, just from a visual standpoint, I don't I'm not there at Florida State. I don't know what they do, but just from a physicality standpoint and just I test, we look like the worst condition team in the ACC. So that's something that Norvell has to address. Because we we literally got pushed all over the field in this game. We got dominated in the trenches. Kicking game, absolutely deplorable. 
You can't, you can't, you can't send that guy out there no more. I, I feel like you, if you, he cannot, I would let him do kickoffs. He's pretty good at kickoffs, but field goals, I would not let him kick no more field goals. You, you got to find another solution. If he's the only kicker that you have, I would, I would start letting the punter do field goals. Because there's no way you can justify sending him out there. He's missing chip shots. Um, so I, I, I really don't know where do you go in the kicking game. Uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I was glad that Micah Pittman finally got, you know, some, some, uh, some burn in terms of, uh, you know, getting some yards, some catches, and some touchdowns. Um, but Tua Philly, man, the screenplay to Tua Philly was there all night. And, you know, they, I, from my count, they only ran like two screens. One to uh, Treshawn Ward. And they tried to do one to Tua Philly, and he dropped it. Um Marquiston Douglas. I didn't know he had hands, man. He's got hands. And he's a phenomenal blocker. He just needs to get in the weight room and get that body right. I mean, you know, I Cam McDonald, like I told you before, man, once he get to the pros, it's gonna be a different, he's gonna be different. They they not using him right. And I just don't know what happened from that first drive. What Wake Forest made some kind of adjustment after that first drive where they went boom, boom, boom down the field and scored, and then Florida State couldn't do nothing else after that. So, again, Wake Forest is a great team, man. You just got to give them credit. I mean, you know, uh but to this point, I had, before the season even started, I had us losing these three games. Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson. So, to be 4-1 and one at this point, um, you know, I'm happy. Um, I mean, but I don't mind. I'm not, I hate losing. I'm not going to say I don't mind losing. I hate losing, but just the fashion that we lost this game we we got you know what I'm saying we got we got our ass whooped for 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 lack of a better word we got our tails kicked they they literally just said we going up and down the field and there's nothing you can do to stop it and they really didn't I don't think they got their first stop until like the end of the the middle of the third quarter. Because Wake Forest was just going up and down the field. I don't know what the defensive strategy was. I don't know what the offensive strategy was. The thing about this fan base is that you're you're so thirsty for success. Then you get a little bit of success, and then your expectations just go out the window. I, I, I said after the Duquesne game that this team is not going to go undefeated. I seen... You know, little things here and there in the Duquesne game. I seen a lot of things in the LSU game. I seen a lot of things in the Louisville game. 
They played a pretty good game, a clean game against Boston College. But I knew coming into this Wake Forest game, you Clawson is is a great coach. If 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 Wake Forest does anything, Wake Forest is not going to beat themselves. Okay? They're they're not going to give you the game now. I, the Clemson game was a shootout. Um I actually watched that game. And, you know, Clemson just had better talent. I mean, that's basically what it came down to. Clemson just basically out-athlete Wake Forest. That's what it came down to. That's why they won that game. I don't think they were better coached. I don't think they were better prepared. They just had better players. Um... This game, we, Mike Norvell got outcoached. Wake Forest was more physical. Um, I don't think Wake Forest's talent is better than Florida State's, but Wake Forest gets the most out of their talent. And they're better, their strength and conditioning is way better than Florida State's. So, um, you know, there's something that you, I just don't, like I said, it don't take five years to implement a strength and to get to an elite level in strength and condition. It really doesn't. I I would venture to say that you could do it in one off season. If you're really, you know, if you have the right program in place. And your players are committed to it. I say, the, the, you know, if the season ends in December and you can do workouts in December, January, February, March. You know, basically all the way up until the start of the next season, I think. You know, if each individual player is committed, and I know it's like some dead periods there where, you know, they can't be with the players, the coaches, that is. But I think the strength and conditioning coach doesn't have those limitations. So if you have players that are committed to strength and conditioning, you you can you can transform your team in one year as far as strength and conditioning. You know what I'm saying? So the effort is is not in question. I think those guys, they kept playing hard. They didn't quit. Um, they were just they were just outmatched from a strength and conditioning standpoint. You you getting pushed all over the field by Wake Forest. Wake Forest is a punchline. Used to be a punchline. Now Florida State is the punchline. So um, the buck stops with Mike Norvell. I hold him responsible for this, this loss. I don't, I felt like me personally, this team wasn't ready to play. Um, I, I, I would, I would very much want to see the preparation that went into preparing for the mesh read option 
uh, offense. Because it's like the defense didn't really figure it out until the fourth quarter. Late third, fourth quarter. Um, And the way they played it in the second half should have been the way that they played it in the first half. Um, You know, I, I watching NC State tonight, they look beatable. But they're going up against again again against a team that to me has the best talent in the conference, and that's Clemson. Um so you go to Raleigh, that's not gonna be a walk in the park. That's probably gonna be a sellout game. And which Florida State team's gonna show up? Because NC State has a veteran defense. I mean, they got players. They got some of our former players. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting to see how they respond. You know, you got everybody blowing smoke up, you know, your hind, your hind parts. Now you back down to where you should have been, which was unranked. I didn't feel like this team deserved to be ranked. Um. And you got humbled. So how are you going to respond? Um, it was nice to see Verse out there. A tremendous pass rusher. He really made a difference. Um, but my, my thing with Mike Norvell, every game you've been running those little tunnel screens. And I'm not a fan of the tunnel screens. But the traditional screens was wide open because um, Wake Forest kept selling out for the run. Wake Forest was determined not to let you run the football today and not let Trey Benson or any of those running backs be a factor today. So with them running up to stop the pass, the safeties, that it just left that that screenplay wide open. And you had one to two of Philly, but he dropped the ball. And I'm just surprised they didn't run that more throughout the game. Um, you got a 6-7 receiver who you're not throwing jump balls to in the end zone. I mean, that's I would I would by design get him one-on-one with the corner. I would I would do three receivers to one side, him on the other side and just throw a jump ball up there. Um, and like I said, there, if there's not a Micah Pittman package of plays where he's lined up in the backfield, where he's lined up in the slot, where he can do read options, something, if there's not a Micah Pittman package of plays, then I can't really respect Mike Norvell's prowess as an offense, quote unquote, offensive guru. I just can't respect it because this guy is talented. He's relentless. He's physical. He, You ever seen his dad play? So I know the running back gene is in him. You know? So Mike Novell got to go back to the drawing board offensively. I think you're going to have to put Julian, Julian Armella at, in at tackle, man. 
you know, is as serviceable as Darius Washington has been throughout his career. I mean, it has been proven that he's a liability at tackle. And, um, you know, continuously marching him out there. To me, you're not trying to win games. When you put Fitzgerald out there, a kicker, knowing that he, he, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he can't hit nothing right now. You can't keep sending him out there to try to make field goals or even extra points. He's something's wrong. Um, it's it, your job is not to give people chances; it's to win games. Okay. And um, the buck stops with Mike Mike Norvell, man. You got to have your team ready to play. And um, every facet of the operation is your responsibility. When it comes to on the field play. Okay. Um, And, you know, like I said, through five games, I had this team two and three. Um, so to be in this position is, is a blessing. So, you know, these are the three hardest teams to me in the ACC that you're playing back to back to back. Um, to me, this was the winnable game. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I I don't have y'all beating Clemson. I don't have us beating Clemson. I said, y'all, I'm sorry. I don't have us beating Clemson. I think we got a chance against NC. If the game was in Tallahassee, I would say we have a chance. But you're going to Raleigh. So, I mean, to me, you move turn time to left tackle and bring Armella in at right tackle. And, and let Darius Washington, again, I think he's a better center than Maurice Smith. I think Maurice Smith should be the backup. But, you know, I guess that's why I'm a fan and Atkins is the offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator or vice versa. Um, you know, I said in the offseason that that five group of uh, of offensive linemen, those five people are the most important on the team. And if they're not clicking, you're not winning. And they were not clicking today, um, you know, last week, and we didn't win. So you got to figure something out. Um, you know, two playmakers. First of all, again, you have a six-seven receiver that you're not throwing jump balls to in the end zone. I got a problem with that. Okay, you have a very physical tight end in Marquise and Douglas, and you're not using him as a lead blocker for your run plays. Your offensive line is not that good to where you're just going to bully people. You're playing against probably 
the three best defensive teams in the conference. Or at least top five. So I think it would kind of behoove you to try to, you know, get some kind of advantage. And that's to me using Marquise and Douglas as the lead blocker. It's okay to be critical of your team. Um, but it's, I mean, however you choose to be towards your favorite teams is your business. It's not my place to sit here and tell fans how to criticize their team or not criticize their team. I think just some of the people in this fan base, just from being on some of the social media stuff for Florida State football, you know, y'all, y'all really get out of y'all lane trying to tell people how to be his fans. I mean, I don't do that. I just, you know, I just criticize. I mean, there would you can't tell me that that team looked like they was ready for that mesh uh, offense, the read option mesh. They they were not. They were not prepared for it. And if well, I don't know what the preparation was, but whatever it was, it it wasn't the 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 right preparation and I, I think just from a um schematic standpoint the 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 NC State game will be a lot more competitive um but you know this whole thing about Wake Forest got 40 seniors and they got all this NFL whatever quarterback offensive line I don't care about that Okay, they 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 can be beat and we could have beaten them, but they they basically that final drive, which was like, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 plays where they took like eight minutes off the clock. That's a man. That is a manhood drive. Just running the ball down your throat and just saying you can't stop it. And Florida State couldn't stop it. Okay, you held them to a field goal, but that field goal turned it into a two-score game with, you know, basically under two minutes left, no timeouts. You know, and, and that's really, I look for NC State to do the same thing, just come out and run the football up the middle. And I don't think uh, Florida State's going to be able to stop it in a very hostile environment. You know, if you've never been to Carter-Finley Stadium when it's rocking, and it's going to be rocking, it's going to be the last time we went up there, we got embarrassed. Um, So I, I'm just, you know, Adam Fuller, you know, come on, man. Well, I mean, you got to earn your paycheck. You know, you, you got to get these guys better prepared and you got to make better um, adjustments. And I just don't feel like, you know, the, the, the proper adjustments were made in the first half. Now, in the second half, you held them to 10 points. OK, you adjusted to the mesh. You 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 had one linebacker. Uh, playing man or zone on the, on the inside receiver or tight end, and you had uh, 
Tatum Bethune coming up, making the tackle on the running back when he would get the ball on the mesh. So, um, and then you were playing man zone behind it. So, you know, I, 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 I can appreciate that adjustment, but that adjustment should have came in the first half. And, um, we got a lot of work to do. Um, if we're going to, if this is going to be a special season. And when I say special, I mean, you know, actually going to a, a, a bowl game. I don't care what bowl game it is, but it's just, it's time for Florida State to get back on track, man. And stop being the laughing stock of, of college football. Um, so... You know, in the red zone, I would like to see them give uh, Johnny Wilson, you know, more of a chance to, you know, catch some jump balls and do some special things. Um, and it's just, it's kind of, I think, I feel like NC State is like multiple on offense. I don't feel like they're a running team or a passing team. They're multiple. They have a very good quarterback. So, um, but if I'm if I'm NC State, I just come out and run the football. I do the same thing that Wake Forest did, and just challenge them to stop the run. I wouldn't overcomplicate this game from from uh, if I'm NC State because the. The um, defensive line for Florida State got pushed all over the field uh, last week. And conversely, if you're Florida State, you got to man up. You know, you got to man up. I mean, to me, that, that, that final play where Wake Forest basically took your manhood, <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's one thing to lose, but you don't lose like that. And I'm not, like I said earlier in this podcast, the world is not coming to an end. The sky's not falling. You know what I'm saying? This, this isn't last year. But, you know, it's it's concerning that a team can go on a drive like that and, and basically control the clock until, uh, you know, we have no time left to respond. The the old saying is the standard is the standard. And uh, one of the things that Odell Hagens said when uh, he was the interim head coach, he said that, you know, I'm going to run this thing like I'm paraphrasing. I'm going to run this thing like Bobby Bowden did. And the expectation was, you know, top five competing for a national championship and um that's the standard and you know for better or worse i mean fans have to hold that line man you know i hear so many people talking about bowl eligibility and that's not the standard i, I realize that you have to be realistic 
But there's there there should not be an expectation of just bowl eligibility. Um and um you know I I would I would just hope that you know the fan base would try to hold that line in terms of uh the standard. Um you know NC State you know, it's going to be chomping at the bit to get to us after coming off probably an emotional loss to Clemson, which they probably felt like they should have won that game. Um, this is not – Clemson is not the same team that they were three years ago, but they still have the best talent in the conference. Um, and uh, – you know, NC State got humbled. I didn't feel like NC State was a top 10 team. Um, but n- nevertheless, I think they just, you you have to take rankings with a grain of salt. They use rankings to bring viewers in. Rankings is not really a realistic vantage point of how good or bad teams are. It's just somebody's opinion. So I I never get too excited about rankings. You know, I feel like I need to watch the games to really have an opinion on teams. I feel like and Florida State is a good team. I just don't feel like the coaching staff makes the best decisions in games. You have a crappy field goal kicker. So I would stop. I would just stop kicking field goals. If it's fourth. And five or less, I think you should go for it. If you're at a, you know what I'm saying? If it depending on where you are on the field, you know, I feel like if you're in your territory, you know, be, I say 35 at the 35 on your side of the field or in, go for it. Because your field goal kicker, I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, You do have a backup kicker, number 97, I think is his number. Um, obviously he is not that good because they haven't sent him out there, but, um, you know, like I said before, man, I had us at two and three before the Wake Forest game or two and two before the Wake Forest game, two and three after the Wake Forest game. I didn't have us beating Wake Forest, NC State or Clemson, but I expect better this coming Saturday, I expect a better effort. I, I expect a better prepared team. I expect better play on the field. And I don't have us winning the game. I think it's going to be another 31-21 type game. But, you know, hopefully the effort will be there. They didn't quit in this game. In my eyes... If you take the field, you need to be ready to play. You know, if there was some kind of lingering stuff from the hurricane, um, you know, I sympathize with those players and those coaches. But if you take the field, you need to be ready to play. And at least for a couple hours, you need to block all that stuff out. Um, You know, I hope um, all the players' families are are safe just the whole state of florida is safe um 
you know, we know there was some devastation from the hurricane. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with those uh, uh, people down there. Um, but, you know, life is more precious than football all day, every day. So um, never will I try to say that, um, you know, a game is more important than life. But, you know, if you again, if you take the field, you need to be ready to play. If you're not, then they should have postponed the game, in my opinion. So, um, you know, the the world, the sky is not falling. The world is not coming to an end. I've said that three or four times with Form 1. I'm thankful to for for my favorite college football team to be in this position. I just hope against uh, NC State, you know, Saturday night, we, we come out with a better effort and win. A better effort and win. And, and just you need to be a little bit more creative with your play calling. You need to be a little bit more adaptive with your play calling. I mean, I'm just, you know, average Joe <laughs> sitting in a chair watching TV and I can see things that are that would work that you're not running. So if I can see it, I know you can see it. And you have to, if you have watched tape on Darius Washington at tackle, left or right, you have to come to the conclusion that this man cannot play tackle. When when he plays guard or center, he is a all ACC caliber talent. He is not athletic enough. He will not play tackle in the NFL. At no point. He he could play guard or center in the league, but he's got to get a lot stronger. Because he stands no chance against Aaron Donald. Like, not many people do. But, I mean, Aaron Donald's just going to bowl him over like he's not even there. Like, and I think most NFL defensive tackles will. But you can't keep putting that guy out there at tackle, man. You know, then this goes back to when... He first got the job, Mike Norvell. He was trying to fit square pegs in the round holes, and he's doing it again. You know, you you he he cannot be better than Julian Armella. He can't be. He just cannot be, man. I refuse to accept the fact that Darius Washington is a better tackle than Julian Armella. I cannot accept it. And the fact that y'all won't put him out there and let him play is is hurting this team. So, with that being said, that concludes this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. As always, go Knowles.